Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everybody, I am Mike Rains, aka Poker and Politics, and today I'm doing an interview with uh, Arizona Right Wing Watch, uh, also known as Haley, who uh, you may have heard her on the QAnon Anonymous podcast previously. She's been so nice as to join me here today to have a little talk about the madness in Arizona. So, uh, welcome to the podcast, Haley. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, it just feels like you're we're like you're doing a bit. We're like, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like we're on TV now. We're, yeah, this we're is only here. my second podcast, so I'm just like, what do people say at that yeah. part? Oh, oh exactly. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I, I could have done a million of these, and I would still feel weird and imposter syndrome me about all of it. So, what was kind of like your um, your your story about like how you got into this, what was your like sort of uh, in to the debunker uh, world? Um, well, I'm extremely offline in my personal life, <laughs> uh, but I would, I like to go to like political events and just like anything that I can do randomly around town. Um, and uh, I was at stop the steel Arizona for like, it was like rolling from the night of the election to January 6th to becoming like kind of like an, uh, like after January 6th, there was the audit. So there was just like just, just endless rolling protests. So I've just been going to those endlessly. And, uh, that was when I started posting was when, uh, I went to stop the steal because it was pretty wild. So before Stop the Steal, did you have any real uh, insight? So the one, the one thing I was I was thinking of is like, 
was your mentality like political in nature or conspiracy theory in nature? Like, did you come at this from the side of what are these crazy Republicans up to? Or was it more, what are these crazy QAnon people up to? Um, kind of both. I mean, in Arizona, it's both. <laughs> yeah. But which was like the first concern? Did, was, was it just like Republicans in general? Or did you know about conspiracy theories and QAnon as you were getting into this kind of stuff? Oh, yeah. I'm a, I knew about QAnon. Like, that, that's why I'm pretty good at, um, like, seeing all the symbols and stuff around the events because I'm pretty into just, like, politics in general and, yeah, conspiracies and uh, just anything like that. So, um, did, did you follow the Illuminati before the uh, before <laughs> QAnon? I'm just, I'm just wondering, like, how deep down the rabbit hole had you been? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, before QAnon, uh, like, I mean, I have a lot of books right next to me that are just like a bunch of conspiracy books <laughs> and like terrorist books. So uh, did you know the vigilant citizen website and that kind of stuff? Cause like that was kind of my old school Illuminati uh, like stomping grounds back in the day. No, I don't know what that is. A vigilant citizen. Basically it's just a uh, website that was just all about uh, famous celebrities having one eye covered and all that oh, stuff okay. and upside down crosses. And they were one of your like sort of clearing houses for Illuminati New World Order stuff. And they like, that whole uh, field ha- was had a niche. And then and then QAnon just ate their lunch. QAnon just was like, yeah. hey, your Illuminati story, thank you. It's mine now. Thanks, dum-dums. And then very unfortunately, the Republican Party was like, hey, this QAnon thing, probably a lot of voters involved of that. So why yeah. not get involved? So what was kind of like uh, the 2020 election was that a galvanizing moment for you? Cause I like when you, when I go to your page, it says you joined Twitter in November, 2020. So was that a big a moment or were you following this for a long time? And then you finally were like, yeah, hey, I should probably get on social media and start talking about this a little, like what was that kind of like moment go- as, as things went on? Yeah. Like, um, like at stop the steal. Uh, I didn't join it right away. Uh, as Stop the Still started, but like once Nick Fuentes and the Groypers started showing up, I'm like, okay, this is getting a bit um, extreme <laughs> and like uh, uh, different. It's it's just different. It was different than other political events that I had been to. Uh, and um, I was getting like footage of Jake Chansley before he was like famous. Um. So I was just I made a Twitter because I just was like I'm seeing a bunch of weird shit so um and a bunch of concerning shit so that's just that's literally why I did it I'm I'm not a professional in any way I'm just a just a local that just goes a local shit. Arizona native who was like wow Arizona is just absolutely going insane people yeah, need to hear about this right now my na- my dad's neighbor um had a QAnon flag. Like, hang, like on his actual flagpole, yeah. So Arizona's like, yeah, it's everywhere. <laughs> That's and, and yet Biden won the state. That's so yeah. spicy. <laughs> uh, were you at the rallies where Alex Jones was at with his bullhorn screaming about? No, how he was only to- there like one day. Ah, uh, you were there to chant that the answer to nineteen eighty four is seventeen seventy six and all that good stuff. Uh, um, oh, he actually he came back, but I missed both days that he was there. Um, but I did see Nick Fuentes and all the Groypers. That was pretty weird. <laughs> uh, 
that yeah, that's not great. And and you and you have Paul Gosart, who's absolutely like best buds with the Grapers. And Wendy Rogers, they just announced AFPAC three. Joe Arpaio is going to be there. Oh, and sure. Wendy. Yeah. Oh, I mean, if, if there's anyone I could think of that I want to hitch my wagon to, it's Sheriff Joe, who <laughs> uh, is a war criminal. I mean, yeah. basically, easiest way to describe the man is these QAnon loves talking about Nuremberg 2.0, and it's like Sheriff Joe would be the first person uh, as as the accused at a Nuremberg 2.0. Because the guy has committed human rights abuses. Oh, yeah. That was literally, his literal campaign uh, platforms was previously committed human rights violations, will continue to do so with your vote. Yeah, and he openly the, called it a concentration camp, tent city. Yep, and the uh, and the good people of Arizona, parentheses good equal white, were like, sounds great, keep <laughs> reelecting this guy. And... But uh, what's, what always made me laugh about Arizona is the fact that when you would look at these uh, electoral college maps, even even in like George W. Bush's day, you'd see like New Mexico and Colorado were blue and the whole left coast was blue. And then eventually Nevada started going blue. And it's just like Arizona is in a bit of a pincer here. <laughs> Everything around it is blue. So sooner or later, enough people are going to leave those blue states and just drift into this one and something's going to happen. And lo and behold, even with all this madness going on, um, the Arizona managed to lose two Senate seats to the Democrats. Although Kristen Cinema, maybe not really a Democrat as it were. Yeah. Uh, but like both, both seats in Arizona Senate are technically owned by Democrats. Biden won the state. So I feel in a lot of ways, like what is happening right now in Arizona is like a reaction to the fact that it's like, oh no, we're becoming the Virginia of the left coast where like from like 2000 and 2004, like George W. Bush, no problem. Virginia, blood red state. We got it. And then in 2008, Virginia was like, oh yeah, by the way, we're blue. And now we're like 10 points blue and the Republicans will never see this state again in a presidential election. And everyone was like, whoa, Virginia, what was that all about? And now, like, that's kind of what's happening to Arizona. And, I mean, I don't know what – I think it's like just, again, that desperation, like the, the need to militarize and weaponize everything. When the Republicans lost Virginia, they're like, darn it, aw, shucks. Oh, well. Now, like, they see themselves, like, losing Arizona. They're like, okay, we need, we need voter ID bills. We need to uh, nominate absolute sociopaths for office. <laughs> We got to do something because we we can't allow this to happen. We can't stand for Blue Arizona. That's a bridge too far. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, speaking of that, uh, you got Mark Fincham, the Honey Badger, who is <laughs> the Honey Badger. Really, yeah. Oh, he's so proud of it, and he's so proud. That's how of he introduced it. himself at Stop the Stop the Steal Arizona. <laughs> Oh my God. Hi, I'm Mark Fincham. I'm like 10 years out of date with pop culture. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You have uh, him, uh, Mark, all your base are belong to us, Fincham. And, uh, and you have Carrie Lake who is antagonizing the good people of Australia 60 minutes about how we have guns in America. So the fact that your country fell, America couldn't fall that way. And the people of Australia in 2020 are like, uh, our country didn't fall. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, you know your country fell. You're a police state. You're adorable. So what is the what is your actual, like, since you're, you, have, you have proverbial boots on the ground there, 
What's your take on uh, Fincham and Lake's uh, chances? And who are the Democrats who are going to be like likely to be their opponents in the general elections? Um, well, Carrie Lake is and Mark Fincham are both endorsed by Trump, which is probably their best chance. Um, but we didn't vote for Trump, <laughs> so they might be uh, kind of uh, appealing to the wrong crowd right now because we have a lot of independent voters and like never Trump Republicans and like John McCain Republicans. So there are a lot of Republican types who aren't into the Trump thing. But I think Carrie Lake has a pretty good chance, in my opinion. She's really popular. Uh, I went to that Trump rally when he was in um, Florence, the prison town. Yeah. And it was more of a Carrie Lake rally. Like, it was kind of like her signs were everywhere. And, like, her ads were the ones that were playing in between the Trump book ad um and then like he when he went on stage like he brought her back on and like was like vote for her um and like fincham goes to multiple of his events like he he doesn't just go to the arizona rallies like fincham tours with the trump rallies sometimes fincham's like like the sad opening act he really is (laughs) He's like, he's like, like the, you got the headliner. I, I mean, you got like, I don't know, Dua Lipa or Ariana Grande <laughs> and like Fincham's like, there's, there's like that B level act who had like one hit two years ago. They opened for two shows and they're like, Hey, I, Hey, Dua, you got more slots open. I could open more. They're like, no, no, we, we got more open. Like, I can be the special guest. I can, I can come out before <laughs> yeah. the opener. They're like, no, no, we're good. We're good. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay, Mark. No, calm down, Mark. I mean, yeah. Uh, I can Don Jr. can can open for me. I, I can find some more desperate low level apparatchiks in the state that I'm currently in. I don't need you, Mark. <laughs> yeah, Fincham like, said everything. He's just desperate. Really? But uh so in the Repu- you said Lake's popular and has a chance, so she's probably gonna win the Republican primary. Like Oh so definitely. Have- okay, Her so other she- opponents are like, Who are you? All right, so she's got absolutely nobody. Does Fincham have any actual resistance in the Republican primary? No, he'll win he... the he'll win the Republican primary. Definitely. Okay, so the, so these two absolute nutballs will be in the general election mm-hmm. come twenty the uh, fall of twenty twenty two. So, yeah, that... they even tried to recall Fincham after January six because there's some pretty funny photos of him amongst the chaos. Oh God! <laughs> you just see his big cowboy hat. It's so funny. But so, um, but he's, they, he stayed he stayed far enough away from the Capitol to not get himself on charges. Uh, well, he just got uh tried for the they just called him in for the January sixth committee. Actually, oh, he was I'm called sure. in with the Kel, uh Kelly Ward uh announcement. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's the uh, I think someone said that this is kind of the sweet spot between like the street level thugs and what they called like the polite Trump plan to overturn democracy. Yeah. So. Fincham's getting in a little bit of trouble maybe now i don't know whatever the january 6th he'll be he'll testify in the january 6th committee whatever that means but he didn't get recalled uh that the effort failed and like he will get the nomination and i think he has a better chance of winning than lake because his opponent his likely opponent is not very popular honestly lake's opponent kind of has her likely opponent is katie hobbs 
that's a Democrat. That's the Democrat. Yeah. And she was just in a big scandal because her office racially uh, and sexually discriminated against someone um, yeah. and had to pay out like $2.5 million. So they're in a scandal right now too. Like Arizona's just, you got to pick someone kind of thing. <laughs> So, but that that really kind of blows my mind that you're saying that like Hobbs had this big scandal and yet she is like just going to cruise to the Democratic nomination anyways. I just pulled up like the ballotopedia, yeah, and like her opponents are like Aaron Lieberman and Marco Lopez. So like those guys are just yeah, they uh who <laughs> you know yeah, yeah they're they're just absolute nobodies. They yeah. Nobody. yeah. Meanwhile, uh, I see Carrie Lake is running against uh, Steve Gaynor, Frank Konaski, Matt Salmon, and Karen Taylor Robin. Yeah, and that- Salmon and Karen are like her biggest opponents, but even they're probably like at like two percent. <laughs> That's that they're not- they're not clo- they're not popular. Like I don't I don't even yeah they're just, they're not even um like Carrie's got a good. Uh, ground game like you see carry signs everywhere like similar to trump like yeah uh there's there's carry like signs in everybody's yard that likes her uh you see carry flags and all that stuff also her 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 interns just tried to infiltrate uh asu student group if you heard anything about that no i did not that sounds awesome i'd love to hear about that yeah so she has a few um interns that are like college age and they don't go to arizona state university but they were pretending to be students at arizona state university to like get intel on some of the leftist groups so they were joining like students for socialism and like uh you know justice for palestine student groups and stuff like that yeah and they were like uh, collecting information on them all organizing for like an anti-sexual assault protest on campus. So Carrie's weird. She's got weird. Uh, <laughs> she's got a weird team. <laughs> that sounds really bizarre. Uh, I just I'm I'm just going over this battle ballotopedia page, and her opponent Steve Gator. This dude's got six million dollars in his contribution chest. And Carrie only has like one point five million. So. Yeah, she's uh, used up a ton of her money. Yeah, she's she uh, she's she has one point five million, and she spent about one point one million. Yeah. Whereas uh, Steve has six point two million, and he spent under a uh, half million dollars. So it feels like, uh, like, uh, the, oh, the the, the primary is not until August second. So it feels like he's keeping his powder dry. It feels like he's waiting until like quote unquote real primary season around yeah. like April or May. And then you're going to get the, the, the Steve Gator like mega blitz <laughs> yeah. because I, I looked him up and he apparently lost a very close election to Hobbs for secretary of state. And like, that was his previous uh, dipping the toe into politics for him. And um, he decided, well, I failed to run uh, run for secretary of state. I might as well go run for governor now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know where he's getting his money from, but he's got a lot of it. So that'll be very interesting. It's it's funny because uh, like the every state has just a different timetable for this stuff. So you have to look into it because it's getting really crazy in uh, Texas because their primary is on March first. Their primary is in like two weeks. Oh wow! 
and yeah, and it blew my mind when I found out about that because I was seeing a bunch of QAnon uh, supporters like really like yelling for people to vote for Alan West, and basically the, the, the Republican primary in Texas is like ten lunatics and and Governor Abbott, yeah. who is also a lunatic, but he's the elected governor, the elected lunatic, the elected lunatic. So he's like the mainstream <laughs> lunatic, and I saw like Major Patriot. Uh, I saw like that dum dum. He said something to the effect of, like, all you other idiots need to drop out and pick one guy to go after Abbott. Apparently not understanding that, like, the whole point of the primary is <laughs> is that – because well, it, that would be true in, like, a lot of states. But Texas has the rule where if, the, if you don't get over 50% of the vote, you go into a runoff. So – the it doesn't matter which flavor of crazy you vote for, as long as all those flavors of crazy pull Abbott below fifty percent, one of them will emerge as the runoff challenger against Abbott. So um, that it will, but I, I, I again, I don't think Abbott is in any real danger. But it would be really hilarious if he was, because um, that's like kind of the thing I wonder about, like QAnon when it comes to this stuff. Is like, let's say that uh, Gaynor like just. It does the media blitz like all those lake signs you're seeing get replaced by vote for Steve signs and he wins this primary does Kerry Lake tell people to vote for him over Hobbs in the general election or does Lake do the whole thing well, did she pull a Trump and say that it was that she was stolen from her that she was robbed and that like like, like Steve's part of the deep state I, I just really wonder like how willing are these uh, QAnon adjacent candidates who are running on the big lie narrative? How willing are they to be like, oh, well, you got me. Oh, shucks. We're all Republicans. We're all one big happy family. Like, what do you think, Carrie? What do you think that Lake would do if she lost the primary to this guy? Well, I don't think she will, but I. I do know that she's been kind of vicious towards her opponents, so I don't think they would want to work with her, honestly. She called one of them a pedophile. Or <laughs> not her, but her like uh her campaign organizer. Uh so and he actually got like actually offended by that and like some of the media was like, Come on, dude, too far. Uh <laughs> You know, uh, so I don't think like that was Matt Salmon. They called Matt Salmon a pedophile. Um, wow. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think even they would want to work with her. A lot of them are really like, kind of like, fuck you, Carrie, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I get that. But I'm just saying, I, I'm not saying to work with her. All they want from her is just say, hey, Carrie, tell your people to vote for me and then we'll yeah. move on. And and I'm I just don't think she would. And I think she, she would uh, do the I audit my vote kind of shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, she would just, yeah. And I, I really, that's the thing that like, I don't think enough uh, Republicans understand that part of this uh, agreement they've made with QAnon where they're like, oh man, we have these crazy people who will crawl across broken glass to vote for us because they think that we're saving the world from the blood drinking pedophile Satanists. And that is true. But the problem is, is that when you beat one of their candidates in an election, you are now a drinking, a blood drinking <laughs> yeah. pedophile Satanist. Like you get invited into that evil club, even if you didn't want to be a part of it. And that's how this works. So like, I really wonder, like it, let's say that like Abbott wins, like wins the primary of like 65% of the vote or whatever. And all the crazies got like 35% of the primary vote. 
and like all of them are like, nope, Abbott's deep state. We do not do not vote for that man. Write in Alan West's name. Yeah. Or like Carrie's like, write in my name in the general election. I just wonder if like if these people actually could conceivably like ticket split the Republicans and really open the door to Democrats. I mean, I, I, I mean, it, it, on one hand, it's kind of blue and on, it's kind of wishful thinking, but on the other hand, this is their entire existence is that if we win the election, it was the will of the American people and I won in a landslide and everything's great. But if I lose, I got screwed. I was ripped off. This is a joke. Yeah. You, you have that server in Germany that has the real votes on it. I mean, I just really wonder how, like, how willing these people are going to be to play the whole go along the get along game with the quote unquote mainstream Republicans if and when they lose these primaries. Because, I mean, I feel like the Republicans. I mean, they rolled they rolled over and showed their bellies to Trump in twenty sixteen. Like, I mean. No Republican was like, nope, we're just going to let Hillary win. We can't let this monster become president because he's too dumb and too extreme. They're like, screw it. He's our boy. Let's go yeah. for it. So it's like if Carrie Lake wins the primary, which you figure she probably will, like the, the Republicans are like, okay, great. We have a crazy lady who goes on television and talks about how Australia is a police state and how she won't certify an election. If, Bi if Biden wins re-election in 2024, she will not certify it. She's, She's going like, to decertify the election still. <laughs> That's what she's running on, is decertifying the 2020 election. Still, we're still doing this in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, she's really going to... Uh, that, I, I would love to see that dumb level of kabuki theater where, like, Governor Lake is in power in 2023, and she's like, and now I invalidate the 2020 election. Oh, yeah. And, every, and everyone's like, that's actually a thing you can't do. That's not even possible. And she's like, but I have done it anyways. And it's just, okay. I mean, like, like I just really wonder how willing, like, if you're like, like the Koch brothers or any of these other, or the Mercers or any of these other billionaire assholes who like are the sugar daddies of the right wing Republican party movement. I just wonder if there's ever a moment where you're like, wow, okay, no, no, I'm, I'm actually going to, you're not getting any more of my money. You got to come back a little bit to yeah, reality before I open <laughs> I just wonder, I just wonder how nuts they can get before the people that actually like control the money in that party, like tell them no, or like make them stop. And it, it, it really feels like, like Frankenstein's monster is running this thing that like, they're just like, Hey, whatever. You, like you guys do whatever you want to do, have whatever fun you want to have. I mean, uh, did you, uh, you know about the secretary of state? I mean, Fitchum is part of like the secretary of state plot that like Steve Bannon's been talking about, yeah. about getting people elected the secretaries of states in different um, swing states. And then when the election comes up, they just refuse to certify and they just throw it into chaos. Yeah. And he's a big fan of Tina Peters. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Who just got uh, cuffed and stuffed last night? <laughs> um, but uh, Tor, who who apparently didn't make it on the ballot in Ohio, but uh, she literally had a clip, I, I, either from one of her live streams or podcasts, I don't know what, where she was just like, hey, uh, I can't say that you should elect me because I'll steal the election for you, but that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that that is literally... 
the campaign pledge like Mark Fincham and all these other people are running under, which is if you elect me, I will not allow the Democrats to win elections. I will just not allow it. And that is fascism. That is just, uh, hey, uh, I will elect me so I can prove that democracy works and I will break democracy. I just will. I will end democracy in our state. And people are like, yeah, Yeah. I hate democracy. Boo. Well, we're not a democracy. We're a republic, sir. So. Oh, oh I, you, I know you said that as a bit, but I, I've, I had so <laughs> many idiot friends throughout my early life that would say that dumb shit to me. And it, it, that is, I'm triggered. I'm just triggered now. I am, <laughs> the, the, the podcast is over. I'm going to go play some Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, it's just that nonsense. And it's like, but if we're a republic, we still get to vote, right? And it's like, well, because they don't want us to vote. I mean, that's what this comes down to. Yeah. Um, yeah, we keep having like fake elector scandals where like Fincham and Kelly Ward and all them keep signing this paper that claims they're like able to like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, remove the Biden electors and still overturn the election. Like every week, it seems like we're just still dealing with like the Arizona Republicans trying to figure out a way to like still overturn the election. And yeah, they're all running on it. It's really annoying. <laughs> I, I just really wonder how much juice you can get out of that because there just has to be, there has to be like some level of like just one incompetency. Like you're just having a Democrat oh, yeah. saying that like, Hey, I'm going to fix some potholes. I'm going to fix some bridges. Uh, I'm going to like streamline government accountability. I'm going to say all these buzzwords and their opponent is running on Trump won. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. And it, I, and I just, I just really wonder like how much, uh, like how compelling an argument is that, that relitigating the last election where your guy lost by 8 million votes in the popular election. Like why do you think he's a winner? Why do you think following this guy and, uh, pretending that he's right that the election was stolen from him, why? Why is that the hill you're willing to die on? I just don't get it. Yeah, and like again, I don't really get this strategy in Arizona because like he lost, <laughs> right? And that's what's that's what that's what's so mind blowing about it is you're not. It's not like you're running in like Florida or Ohio or uh, a red state that like Trump overperformed in and looked good in. You're you're running in a state that he lost, and I mean, literally, the only things that I see these Republicans running on are that the previous election was stolen from us, we we was robbed, and uh, the border wall. Oh yeah, which is. Uh, right now, uh, our boy Ron Watkins' favorite subject to talk about in his campaign for the House seat in Arizona's second district. Yeah. So, uh, what's the Ron Mentum looking like in Arizona at this point? You've said that Kerry Lake is like probably going to be the general election candidate. Fincham will be the general election candidate, and that both of them are like uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. But both of them are going to be there. What's Ron's like ceiling in this Republican primary? Because I've I've put it at like eight percent. I mean, I, I mean, if he even makes the ballot at this point, but uh, yeah, he has to get two thousand signatures. I don't know if he can do that. So I mean, it's so funny that he's asking for volunteers, and it's like 
you do know that a real campaign pays people to do that, right? A, a, a real people, a real campaign gives people fifteen an hour to go get signatures, and those people then like hover around shopping malls. They they put in the work. You're not asking like some QAnon like idiot to like socially engage with people for the first time in months. And he's doing it because he's part of the Code Monkey Army, the CMZ Army, which sounds like he's a TMZ reporter getting ready to <laughs> like be like harassing someone as a member of the paparazzi. It's so bizarre. But what is Ron's actual like uh, chances of winning the Republican primary? Is is it the zero that I think it is? Or yeah, like, it's really is- zero. <laughs> Uh, he's running against a guy, uh, Walt Blackman, who's already seated. Uh, Walt Blackman is a congressman here, and now yeah. uh, they're both going to run for actual Congress. Like, um, so he's already like well known here and popular, <laughs> and he's running against that guy. Him, uh, Gateway Pundit, and Ron have been trying to like run a smear campaign against Walt Blackman, but. Like, he's popular. The Proud Boys like him. I've been to a rally with Walt Blackman, and there was a bunch of Proud Boys there. And Walt Blackman gave him a big shout-out. So, like, he's got fans, you know? His right flank is quite secure. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah. But, like, like you said, how some of these candidates might be kind of damaging the chances for Republicans in winning that seat. This is kind of like a because the, the the lines just got redrawn. So right. um, it is a Republican-leaning area, but maybe if Ron kind of damages Walt Blackman's campaign enough, like, they might, he might not even win, you know? Right. Because well, like, this is, uh, like, like, Ron basically decided that, like, Tom O'Halloran is the greatest monster we've ever seen <laughs> in America when Ron could not have picked Tom O'Halloran out of a police lineup before he decided on this uh, psychotic grift of his. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Um. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Walt is, I'm seeing Walt Blackman. I'm looking at, I'm looking at him now. He's, he's a state representative. Yeah. And now he's going to run for Congress. Right. So he was in Arizona's uh, sixth district as a, as in the state level. Yeah. 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 I'm looking at, uh, yeah, he was in one of those uh, fun, he was in one of those fun districts where two people get elected Mm -hmm. and uh, he and a lady named uh, Brenda Barton, uh, won those seats in 
another lady named Carol Evers, a Democrat, lost out by 3,000 votes. Uh, wow, that's a that's a more competitive uh, district than I would have thought of of a guy who uh, supports the Proud Boys. But hey, Walt, you're full of surprises for me. <laughs> I, I, I saw, like, I, I don't remember Ron going after Walt that much, but he was going after, like, Eli Crane. Yeah, like, which I was... think is funny, because that guy has about as much of a chance as Ron of winning. <laughs> so, so Ron has no idea where to focus his fire? Like, he, yeah, Eli... I don't get the Eli Crane thing. Eli is like absolutely small potatoes. Like literally Ron talking about Eli is just elevating Eli's profile <laughs> in the in the primary and there's no point to be doing it. Yeah, because he keeps talking about his like association with Mark Cuban, you know? Yeah, that's his big thing. He's and it's oh. like I think that's why he's focusing on it. But it's okay, do you know his association with Mark Cuban? This is hilarious. No, tell me all about it. Okay, so he was on Shark Tank, Eli Crane. Um his um product is those super large bullets um hollowed out and it's a bottle opener and eli or um mark cuban invested so that's his connection to mark cuban so eli, <laughs> eli crane was on a reality television show and sold a part of his business to mark cuban yeah and <laughs> that is oh man that just makes me laugh because it, it would have been so much better if he had sold us a, a slice of his uh, business to like Mr. Wonderful or Jeff Foxworthy or someone else who like probably would have had like, cause Mark Cuban, he was like punchy about Trump and stuff like that. But like any of those other uh, sharks would have probably have not gotten nearly as much of a reaction out of Ron's constituents. Well, except for the CEO of FUBU for obvious reasons, that would have probably been a no bueno uh, connection for Eli also. But uh, uh, yeah, when I saw Ron in person um, at his little rally, uh, he was saying like, he was talking about how Mark Cuban didn't support Trump. And he was trying to tie that to Eli Crane. And he's like, and Mark Cuban doesn't want you to uh, say the Pledge of Allegiance and the National Anthem. And he was like trying to tie that to Eli Crane. And Eli Crane is like, he's pretty right wing. (laughs) Yeah, it was just funny. Eli is just, dude, I I just took his money. I I was selling my bottle openers. I know. It's like, is huge bullet bottle openers? Like, come on, this guy's... You know, <laughs> have you have you seen Shark Tank? They're morons. They they, they, they look at the tra- website. It's called like Bottle Breacher or something. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> what a what a name! But I mean, I just love. I mean, like Shark Tank turned down Ring. I mean, <laughs> like, literally, they were like, but I wanted like, a big I, bottle opener. Yeah, I know the, the big bottle opener was a can't miss. But hey, why would people want a video camera at their front door? I mean, nobody wants to see if their packages are being stolen or if, like, anyone's... I don't get it! No deal! I'm out! <laughs> and then the guy who ran Ring walks away and is like, oh, well... And then people on, people on TV were like, holy shit, you can get a video camera on your on your doorbell? And the guy's like a trillionaire now. So it's like those those absolute titans of industry. Um, yeah. I'm, God. It's a, but I love... What a tenuous link. That would be like... Um, That'd have been like Hillary Clinton in 2016's running attack ads being like, Donald Trump is friends of Mark Burnett, the guy that did Survivor. 
and the guy who did Survivor had that had that weird had that weird guy that traipsed around naked all season one, and he won oh, yeah, it. table. Richard Hatch, a guy who wouldn't pay his taxes. <laughs> Trump's connected to a guy that doesn't pay his taxes through Mark Burnett. Yeah, Vote for like Hillary Clinton. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. And again, like, like uh, come election night, like Ron and Eli are going to get like one uh, twentieth of the total votes that Walt's going to get. Like, yeah. it's like <laughs> that is. I just love how totally. Absolutely clueless, Ron is. It it is. It's just delightful. I yeah. Like right now, he's hanging out with those people at the border. Have you been paying attention to that? I I saw him with his gun because every good little Republican needs to have a promo where they're holding <laughs> yeah. a gun uh, and not and not a handgun, mind you. They gotta have it. They gotta have an AR fifteen or an AR fifteen adjacent weapon. Yeah, it's like a rifle. Yeah, I I just love the idea of like Ron Watkins emptying a clip at the border to fight and human like traffickers. The, the bulletproof vest. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ron, Ron Ron was ready to go to war. Ready, yeah. Ron's going to save the republic on the border. He's very goofy um, in the um, cowboy hat. There's oh, just a lot. It's a lot on the eyes. It, uh, did you see that uh, he didn't uh, register the uh, the domain, domain name? Yeah. Yeah, 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 CRZ Army. So now people have like Ron Watkins as a clown. Yeah, uh, they, they, they bought. I mean, uh, good on you for doing it. But I mean, I, man, you 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 wasted money on a on a on a dog on a dog that can't hunt. That's one of the things that makes me laugh a lot is uh, people who are like, "Oh no, you're giving Ron too much like oxygen," and it's like. You don't understand how totally inept this man is. If yeah, I don't even think Walt Blackman is focusing on him. He's just like, who is this? I don't care. <laughs> yeah, Walt Blackman's like focusing on his opponent in the general election. He's focused on the Democrat. He's like, yeah. he's like Tom. He's like, he's like, hey, Ron, thanks for this like fuck, oppo research on Tom Halloran. <laughs> uh, good on you, buddy. Tussles Ron's hair. Just lets him know he's a cute little boy. G- gives him a Werther's original. Just. It's, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but I, I do just, wonder if Ron's Ron Ron's ignorance, um, cause, uh, is is going to lead him into some uh, problems because those people he's hanging out with at the border are kind of bad news, and I was wondering what led him to them, and like, is he just kind of like meeting up with random people who hang out at the border because they're willing to take him, um. Or does he like actually know them? Because the uh, the main the main leader of that militia that he's hanging with is he's got a bad reputation even with other militia dudes. They call him Screwy Louie. <laughs> so uh, give us the backstory on Screwy Louie. Screwy Louie has an encampment at the border. Um, he kind of lives in a big tent thing where he just brings a bunch of other militia people down there and they patrol the border. Um, and then he takes donations and gas cards to stay functioning down there. But, um, he has a history of, uh, like, uh, anti-immigrant violence. Like he overturns waters, water tanks at the, uh, at the border crossings in the borderlands. Um, you know, like intended for immigrants crossing. Right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And, um. He's been arrested a couple. Uh, he's been arrested for that, and he's also been arrested for uh, trespassing in like a homeless encampment that was an abandoned industrial site that he thought was like a PizzaGate 
trafficking ring. Oh, I think I remember hearing about that where like yeah. they, were, they were talking about like this is the like, site of like of like ritual child abuse and they were like yeah. trying to like trying to make all these different things into that. And it's like no, the, no, this isn't. This is just a, a normal homeless gathering. There's there's nothing nefarious about it. Yeah, but he uh, like yeah. oh, like was in it and like overturning it and kind of just being weird and got arrested for it. So he's kind of got a weird history. Um, but he just hangs out at the border like permanently. Um, and kind of works with Border Patrol. They tolerate his presence and work with him. Um, and like good. sometimes, like I know, uh, and uh, sometimes like Proud Boy uh, affiliated people or like Patriot Prayer affiliated people or other militia groups will go down there and join. So I'm like, does Ron really know who he's getting involved with, or you know? <laughs> I, I I feel like Ron is a kind of a tough crowd. Yeah, Ron's probably like kind of any port in a storm at this point. I mean, he really doesn't have like an actual constituents in Arizona. Yeah. So he's like, hey, any anyone who's willing to answer my calls, I'm in. I'm in I'm in for it. So great. Yeah. Go this person. Yeah, it's kind so, of weird vibes. Yeah. So uh speaking of uh depressing things that will that are gonna be underwhelming and, and end in failure, uh what's the status of the US trucker convoy? Like what's oh my god. The, What's the dream that's going on here as we are currently watching uh, Canadian police? Uh, yeah, I was very, watching that right before I. <laughs> yeah, uh, v- very politely but firmly uh, dragging people out of their cars and arresting them <laughs> in, a, in, in apparently what is a very slow and arduous process. Because I was reading that like uh, like about an hour ago they had only made like 21 arrests because they were like literally grabbing you dragging you down to like this like truck or whatever that they're mobile processing your arrest and then after they did all the paperwork they, they, they would come back out grab the next person so it was like they were doing everything aggressively by the book in this very slow manner but also i in a way i kind of feel like after the first 10 arrests if you're sitting there you're, you're thinking to yourself ah they're not serious Maybe you're the moron. Maybe maybe after like the tenth guy got cuffed and stuff, you're like, oh, oh, they really mean this. Oh, this is this is actually how this is going to go down now. I should probably leave. <laughs> like, I should probably like they're they're giving me plenty of advance notice that they're coming for me. Like I'm probably number thirty in the queue at this point. So if I wanted to dip, I could dip. But freedom, MAGA, where we go one, we go all. Oh no, they're arresting me. I couldn't have seen this coming. I didn't literally have five hours advance notice of them coming to arrest me. <laughs> so yeah, um, what's the status on the U.S. trucker uh, convoy? Well. There's definitely going to be one that leaves on February 23rd in Barstow, California, for some reason. Um, That's organized by Leah Dundas and the People's Convoy. Um, That'll go through on the I-40 and go to D.C., supposedly. The first stop is in Arizona, so I'm going to be there. Well, that's very exciting. Um, (laughs) Do they have any, like, numbers? Because I've heard a lot of people talking about how they're not actually getting people with rigs to do this. Oh, no. I don't see any truckers talking in chat. It's literally, like, a bunch of names I already recognize because they were all at January 6th. (laughs) And then um, a couple other names I recognize because it's, like, uh, like, like, 
uh, in Arizona, it's a couple proud boys have been organizing and uh, the lady who did Trump stock. <laughs> um, oh dear. So like it's, it's not truckers, <laughs> you know, it's, I don't see any truckers. Yeah. So it's literally going to be a bunch of SUVs and maybe some people who have like the front cabs of a truck, but no, it'll be the behind. other kind of trucker, you know, like, like truck, nut trucker. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Hey, check out my Ford F-150. Yeah. yeah I'm a trucker. Yeah. Like I, cause like because um, America doesn't, like, I mean, America does allow white people to commit the terrorism a bit, but after 1-6, it's not nearly as uh, accessible. And I truly cannot imagine, I cannot imagine a group of people, like, getting a motor convoy and thinking, like, a good outcome is, let's go to D.C. and see what happens. Like, the yeah, moment- I see a lot of people in chat kind of wondering that. Like, is this a good idea? You know, because because like the thing is, is like like they don't even have like an actual like list of demands no. like, or the, plans or right, anything. Because like, like the demand, the the original ask was get rid of mandates, and we we don't have mandates in America. The Supreme Court struck down the ocean mandates for everything but hospitals. So it's if you're just like nurses should not have to get vaccinated, and now we're gonna drive across America to. Ex- explain that point it's like really like i don't even i don't even think the nurses are that b- bent out of shape about it like like the, you're really you're really doing this for medical workers that got like hosed by the supreme court that's why you're going to stage a cross-country road trip that's then going to end in dc where they're not going to tolerate your shit <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing that's, like, so hilarious to me. Like, uh, when they talked about, oh, we're going to, like, blockade the Super Bowl, I was like, oh, please, for the love of God, try that. Because you have no time to plan for it. Because, like, they they were talking about this, like, five days before the Super Bowl first came up. And I'm like, the Super Bowl, first of all, you have no time to plan this. And even if you tried to do something, the Super Bowl security level is probably just a tick below that of the White House. (laughs) It's like, like they are really serious about protecting that thing because it's a gigantic commercial venture for like the city, for the network that's airing it, for the NFL as an organization. And they know, they know that like a nutty terrorist would love to do something crazy at the Super Bowl because it would draw all kinds of attention if a bad thing happened there. So the Super Bowl's on lockdown. So if like you literally showed up with some big rigs and were like, bah, bah, we're shutting down the Super Bowl. You would find that would be uh, the, the the finding out would come up very quickly after the fucking around very quickly almost instantaneously it'd be like a lightning storm where you saw the flash lightning and then the thunder hit right behind it like you'd be like, oh oh we are finding out <laughs> yeah. not have done this and also by the way the moment your protest got like broadcast to America lunatic dipshits attempt to disrupt Super Bowl. Guess who's going to look bad in that? I mean, the NFL has all kinds of problems, but the NFL is also incredibly popular. So it's just like, I cannot think of a bigger loser of an option other than trying to drive trucks to D.C. to blockade it so that Joe Biden will be forced to resign. That's the only thing I can think of as a bigger dumb move. And that's what's so funny about this is 
we, what we just said. What's the ask? Like the idiot, the idiots in Canada. I mean, they started off by saying it was about vaccine mandates, but halfway through it, they were like, and Trudeau has to step <laughs> down, which no, he's not. Yeah. He, he Trudeau being a jerk like literally called for a quick election like a year ago and he got reelected so he's in like, he ain't going anywhere for a while I think I think they have to call for an election like every five years in Canada so like he's set I mean he doesn't, he doesn't have to try his luck with the Canadian public again until like 2026 if he, if he doesn't want to but um, it's really a really hilarious to me that like what would American truckers even ask for like freedom i mean like that's literally what they've been saying i've been listening or i've been listening to the organizers demands on like because they've been on infowars uh war room uh outside the beltway uh like a couple channels already talking about it and when they ask them like okay so what's your goal (laughs) and they're like freedoms the constitution (laughs) we want it to be reinstated like okay (laughs) So it's super vague. It's going to be just a super vague right wing grievance honking. <laughs> Can't stop the honk. Oh god, there's, <laughs> a, there's such children. I just I, Is I, I just Nugent's going to join. He's going to join in Barstow. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, the, the oh, getting that star rub from the Nuge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. I'm just imagining like these idiots like like being like a day away from DC, like they're like wherever west of DC that you would be, sort of like somewhere in New York or like a part I of. I can Virginia. see so many problems happening before they even yeah. reach DC. Oh, absolutely, but I'm, but I'm just saying, like, the day, <laughs> like the day before they make it to DC, like it's like the big moment, and like now, like there's all this press around them, and they're like, when you make it to DC, what are you gonna say to like Biden and like Congress and like. Like the guy is just thinking like freedom and <laughs> yeah. concert, and he's just like, I, I like turtles. It's yeah, just they're just gonna honk. Yeah, that's why like, they're gonna honk. They're like, <laughs> like, why are you honking? And it's just like freedom, honk, honk. <laughs> and then a cop just pulls them out of the cab of their car, throws them to the ground, and cuffs them. And they're just like on the ground screaming freedom. And it's like you, you, you live in America, you have freedom like uh, here here's a mirror look at your white skin you fucking moron (laughs) behold your white skin you you have all the freedom you could ever want oh guess what you have a penis also you're a white man in america please tell me what your problem is the fact that the fat orange man that was a moron didn't win the presidency again. That's my problem. I don't like it. And it's like, I'm, it's like you lost an election, you baby. Yeah. And like, <laughs> like, this is the thing is that like literally Trump won an election and he went after minorities. He like kicked trans people out of the military. He like did everything he possibly could to demonize non-whites. Then Trump loses and Biden's just like, okay, everybody, let's go along to get along. And you're like, I'm being persecuted. It's like, no, you're not. The, the, you're not being persecuted. You think you're being persecuted because persecution to other people isn't happening. You idiot. Oh my God, these people. They're like, I mean, they acted this way under eight years under Obama when Obama was just trying to be a bro. It's it, it's just so wild to me that like you can just be mad that like because I have, uh, I have, a, I have a white male friend, and he is a like 
he's the most frustrating human being that has ever lived. Cause I, me and him will go out, we'll get some food, we'll be talking and he'll be like, Hey Mike, what about this? And I'll explain it to him. He'll be like, what about this? And I'll explain it to him. And then like after the, after our meal is over, he'll be like, yeah, we're pretty much on the same page on everything. I see what you see, man. We're cool. We're cool. And then I'll go on to Facebook like two days later and he'll have like a MAGA meme about Hillary being thrown in prison on his Facebook page. And I'll be like, what is wrong with you? And he'll just be like, Trump 2024, lol. And I'm just, but, and one day when we were having these arguments, he just said to me, he's like, you know, Mike, it really doesn't, like, who the, who the president is doesn't really impact us. We shouldn't be all upset about getting all bent out of shape over it. And I'm like, you can say that because you're a white dude. Like, that's why you can be like, eh, who the president is doesn't really bother me. It's like, yeah, because you, you got to, like, get the cheat code into American society by being a white man. Like, for other people, who the president is really matters a lot. It really impacts them. Um, I had a, I had a, I have a friend, um, wife is an immigrant, uh, got a letter in the mail, uh, deport yourself. Literally just got a minute, like, and, uh, it turned out that like, they called him the immigration lawyer and the lawyer was like, that's bullshit. Don't even listen to it. Like, they can't do that to you. Like in order to get deported, you have to go before a judge. They only do that to try to scare you. And if it works and you leave the country, they get this, they cross your case off the books. But like that letter is, is bullshit. Like, it's not a real thing. And it's just like, yeah, because you're a white guy, you, you don't get letters telling you to leave the country now illegally from the government. It's just, uh, yeah, I'm sorry I ranted so much. This, oh, rant. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel bad. I'm like, here's, I'm interviewing, I'm, I'm interviewing this, this person who's trying to explain what's going on to us in Arizona. And another thing about Trump. Like, oh, God. I am uh, I am bad at my job. I am very bad no. at my job. But so, so like, what do you think are like the numbers for the? Besides, like, that we're going to get no trucks. Like, what? Like, are we talking like thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds, a couple dozen? Like, what's the actual like size of this thing that you think is going to be ha- coming down the pike? Well, I see a lot of support for it. Uh, they've been taking like polls, and every time I notice the poll numbers. Uh, like the the convoy people have been taking a lot of polls and every time i see the poll numbers most of the people are answering that they want to like support the convoy not necessarily get involved in the convoy but like i'm a part of like a lot of convoy (laughs) chat rooms and some of them are like over a hundred thousand people in there a lot of people are checking in, claiming they're going to join. Uh, I, but you, you know, it, it. You don't know until it happens. But there are definitely going to be quite a few people leaving Barstow. I mean, even Ted Nugent's coming. <laughs> oh, how can you miss out on the Nuge? I, mean, I know. I mean, that's just that's once in a lifetime, right there. I, I guess mean. it's a big trucker stop. I guess there's a big trucker stop there, so that's why they picked the place. But. The first place that they're going to meet in is um, Kingman, Arizona, which is, uh, what? <laughs> it's a very small town. <laughs> it's like, it, uh, absolute, absolute nothing going on there. Yeah, my hotel was 50 bucks. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> that is not a ringing endorsement of this trucker rally of the local hotel for their first stop. It's like, hey, uh, I mean... If you if, if we'll pay you to come sleep here, I mean, <laughs> I know. I was like, shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
You're like, fuck, can, can I get to do my rent for the month? Like, how much right? pay me? Is deal. It, can, I just, can I just turn you into a long stay? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Oh, my God. Um, so, oh, but also, okay, so the second stop after Kingman is on the Navajo Nation, which I don't know how that will go over. Because, okay, so I've been listening again to the organizers in all their interviews and they claim they're going to be like cooperating with the municipalities that they're going to run through and that they're going to like organize. I, I don't think so because the Navajo nation would not want this. I don't think going through their uh, town because they're very strict on the mandates. Uh, they were ravaged by COVID. Um, so I'm wondering how that's going to go. Cause there's been a lot of harassment in the, in the Canadian convoys you know it's particularly against like minority groups oh absolutely i mean uh, it's so weird that you have a bunch of right-wing extremists in a convoy and suddenly minorities minorities are being persecuted around them oh my stars so i was kind of curious how that'll play out and just in general how all these because there's not that's only one convoy there's so many plans for so many other convoys Everybody's main goal is just kind of get to D.C. before the State of the Union. That seems to be the main goal. Some people have plans like after the State of the Union, which I don't really know why their dates go past that. Um, yeah. Everybody's just kind of vaguely like get to D.C. Head east. That's kind <laughs> of the you know? Just head east. Yeah, that's it. I'm just, I'm just getting flashbacks because I just remembered that after Biden won and he got sworn in, like he didn't do a State of the Union until like really late into his first year because of COVID, and that was like one of the, like the big things that like QAnon was like, oh, he isn't doing a State of the Union. He's not a real president. Yeah, we proved it. And now Biden's going to do the standard like uh, like late winter, early spring State of the Union address, and QAnon's just ignoring it. They're just like, yeah, that that guy who we claim is not the president is going to do the thing the president is literally said he has to do in the Constitution. Nope. By the way, they still haven't called this plain Air Force One yet. It's like, shut up, they have. They <laughs> no, they haven't. It's like, yeah. I, just, I just love that like all these benchmarks for real President Biden keep getting cleared and QAnon just keeps ignoring them because <laughs> they're children. But, uh, Do you think they're going to latch onto the convoy thing? Oh, they, well, they have to. I mean, they're, they're like, I mean, they're. I mean, Leah Dundas is already like one of the organizers. She's pretty QAnon adjacent. I mean, like all. I mean, I don't know that they're going to do anything with it because they're. I mean, they'll make memes. Yeah, they'll, they'll make memes. Exactly, exactly. But I mean, like, like a lot. I mean, so many of them are anonymous, and they don't want to leave that level of uh, like non-scrutiny by by hiding behind their screen names but like i don't i can't see like praying medic or jordan sather or any of these guys who actually have names like none of them actually want to have enough skin in the game to go to dc and get arrested i mean they, they, don't, yeah. have, they don't have balls to do that shit i mean like i could totally see like a couple of these guys like driving from like california getting across the mississippi and then like somewhere around like Illinois or New York being like, Hey guys, I got important stuff to do. I can't, I can't finish this trip. And they're like, you're not going to make it to DC. I'm like, maybe next time. 
So yeah, because they're mean, planning for the long haul, you know, like they're, they are. keep, and it's like, you really want to do this? You really want to be in your car? <laughs> you really want to be in your car for like a week driving to DC and just like the idea of, sh- like the, the, the thing about it is, is that like, if you're trying to show up for the state of the union, you are just demanding to get your ass arrested. Cause like, <laughs> yeah. Because the State of the Union is like the, that's like the premise of designated survivor. Because like everyone who matters is in one room to listen to the president finger wag them for 45 minutes. And then we call it a day. I mean, every senator, every representative, all the justices on the Supreme Court, like everybody is in that room. That like, so that thing is locked down because, because that's. Because that's a decapitation strike if something were to happen to like, oh, oh, look, uh, 90% of Congress, the entire executive branch and the Supreme Court just all died. I mean, and now Jack Bauer is the president for reasons or whatever. I mean, that is something that like we don't want that to happen in real life. So like literally everyone is guarding that area. So when Count Honkula and his convoy of cretins show up, with their list of inarticulate, ephemeral demands, they're going to be like, "No, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever." We don't even care. What you're you're just, you're all under arrest. All of you are under arrest. And if like you don't get out of your car in the next thirty seconds, we're calling in a drone. We're just going to drone you. Like this is this isn't Canada where we politely arrest you. We're just going to call in a drone strike. I just want to let you know that, like. Uh, like just like they, you just point up, they just point at the sky. There's like five drones, like just hovering over the convoy, and they're like, "We can just call it in, and they'll just come down here and kill you if, <laughs> yeah. you, if you'd like." And this is again, this is America. We, we can do this. We're, we're psychotic. We're nuts. I mean, like, and and the convoy people are like, "But you only do that to minorities." And it's like, well, State of the Union. Now we get to do it to white people too. So. Again, you can turn around, or I can I can call the drone. It's your choice, whatever you want. I mean, it's just it's so like I just I just can't imagine th- picking a, a fight you will lose harder than that. Yeah. Like that is of of all. I, I mean, like honestly, like you should plan this for like when the president goes to Camp David or goes on vacation to Delaware or something where you could sneak in, get some photo ops and then dip out when the secret service is like, Hey, by the way, president's going to be back in town tomorrow. You, you need to leave. You know, oh, okay. You, you don't show up when like you literally are not allowed to show up because, um, as much as you might not think it, uh, the security forces around our government take that shit seriously. I mean, uh, especially like that, after January sixth, right? It, it, triple so after January sixth. Yeah, I mean, that is, uh, yeah. I mean, like that—that that was kind of humiliating. So it's like, oh, okay, well, that ain't gonna happen again. But it, like, so okay, so with like People's Convoy, uh, their group. They're not releasing the exact route until like the day of, besides the few that they've already released. And they're like, maybe we'll go to DC, maybe we won't. Cause it seems like a lot of people are kind of concerned. Like, what's going to happen if we go to DC? But where else would they go? You know? Yeah, yeah there's, because the thing is, is like, well, the only place they could go for a payoff 
would be just to swing that thing south, go to Mar-a-Lago and hang out with Trump. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like that's like the, the only way they could possibly do this is to bring the convoy to Mar-a-Lago, basically convince Trump to give a speech in front of the truckers, in front of real America, because he's the real president. They get their dumb photo ops, and they get to hang out with Trump, and that's it. Like, any other option they take... Because, like, my original thought was, like, you just go to the border. You just go to the southern border. You hang out with Ron Watkins. That's what a lot of people want to do. Right. But I'm saying, like, you hang out with Ron Watkins. You hang out on the southern border. You yell about Biden letting uh, the dusky-hued horde flood into America. You take your photo op, and then you leave because you're bored. And that's it. And, like, that's, like, that's no harm, no foul shit. But, like... There's no place I can think of that you that you could drive to from the West Coast to the East Coast that is a payoff besides Mar-a-Lago because you can't go to New York City, you can't go to Boston, you can't go to Philadelphia. Like those cities will like just run you out of town immediately. I mean, like those those police departments like see you idiots coming and they're like, "Don't threaten me of a good time." <laughs> so I just. Like Mar-a-Lago is the only place they can go on the East Coast that makes any sense for them. You're like, I mean, in they and and just think that's like that's like a win. Like all those idiots would love them. DeSantis would love to do a press conference in front of them. Yeah. Trump would love to do it. All those people would love that. So, yo, idiot trucker morons, like, give me some money because I just solved your problem for you. Go hang out with Trump because if you go to D.C. to fight for freedom, uh, you're not going to get a lot of freedom. You're gonna you're gonna get the opposite of freedom, and if any of you idiots actually have a commercial license, well, enjoy having ended your career. I mean, wow that that is a great way to uh, end end your life as a trucker. I mean, maybe you'll be able to parlay it into being a right wing grifter. Maybe, maybe you can be oh, yeah. next, maybe you can be the next Kyle Rittenhouse, but I, I'm I'm not banking on it. So yeah, so um. Where can people follow what you're doing and like keep tabs on this stuff that's going on here? Um, I'm just on Twitter. So <laughs> just uh, uh, AZ underscore RWW, Arizona Right Wing Watch. That's me. That's you. Yep. <laughs> yep. And and you just got a Patreon going, which uh, everyone has encouraged you to promote more, even though you uh, apparently feel terrible about promoting it. So I don't like feeling like a grifter. <laughs> I don't want to be like Wendy Rogers. <laughs> but the 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 thing is, is, people call me a grifter. So I you, you, like a grifter is the thing is, is a grifter is someone who is lying to you, and like that that's the thing is like you're you're not lying to anyone. You're saying, hey. I'm giving you this content. If you think there's a value to it, kick me a few bucks. Hey, also, I don't like the, I, I kind of have struggle with the idea of monetizing it. Cause it's like, I mean, I don't know. I, sometimes I feel like people might drum up drama for the sake of seeming like there's drama. So it like they have content, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and I, I think if there was no more right wing <sighs> shit, I would just turn the computer off and go back to smoking weed on the floor, you know? <laughs> yeah. But the, the good news is, is that the, the right wing attempting to destroy America and the Republic will never no, yeah, go it's, away. Unfortunately, I'll probably be doing this for the rest of my life now. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, it was on the HBO documentary. One of the QAA guys said it like bad for America. Good for us. And like, that, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that seems bad. It, it so. does. Yeah. It sucks. But I mean, it's the reality. I mean, like, uh, it's just where we are in our society at the moment that 
there needs to be more people out there like trying to call attention to like this slow moving train wreck that uh like is as, as fun and as silly as this trucker convoy is it's going to crash and burn uh the honey badger as the secretary of state of arizona is incredibly dangerous like these people are actually trying to work to manipulate like the levers of power in such a way as to having the ability to invalidate elections. And I think uh, getting a few dollars for explaining this to people and trying to get, draw attention to it isn't something that you should be ashamed of because I mean, it's, it's work that needs to be done. Okay. <laughs> But more importantly, I have a Patreon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, That's the thing. That, that's the yep. thing. You got you, you, you to do that Alex Jones thing where you get red in the face, screaming and yelling, <laughs> and then just then you shift into the pivot about the high quality products that you have and double Patriot points and all the rest of it. So, but yeah. if you subscribe to my Patreon, there's pictures of my cat. She's cute. That that's an incredible. That's a massive incentive. I am. <laughs> I, I think that's what my Patreon is missing. I'm going to have to get. I'm going to have to get some cats. Yeah, it's good. She's great. <laughs> that is awesome. So uh, thank you for having joined me here for over an hour. Blathering about this, that, the other thing. Oh, yeah. So this was fun. And uh, I'll definitely, I, I was, I'm very, I, I just like checked your Twitter. You're getting close to like 10,000 followers. And that makes me so happy. Because I remember when you had like 300 people. And I'm like, damn it. Like this person is promoting some great content. And they're like putting in work. And nobody knows they exist. That's not cool. And I know my J- my Jake and Jelly or Chansley video of him out of costume screaming has like two likes because it's <laughs> one of my first videos. Uh, and it's like, man, that was content. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, like, <laughs> you know, that, that's the thing is like, like when you when you first get started in all of this, like you will just have a post, you'll just like look back on it and be like, man, I nailed that. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you're just looking at your like twelve likes, one retweet. That was it got uh, Jake Rakatansky to follow me though. That's how I met QA. Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. th- that's how you broke into the big time, baby. Yeah, that's <laughs> how I broke the ice with that. Yeah. And, and, and now and now you're going to sizzler so yeah. <laughs> yep now we're going to sizzler all the way in bars so <laughs> oh man so yeah in, enjoy all that fun and frivolity and uh yeah, we'll see how it goes yes so uh i hope this was an entertaining listen to everybody uh the regular podcast will be coming out always on uh like late wednesday night early thursday nights i'll be trying to do more interviews with people so uh I usually leave this to L, so I don't know how to end things other than to just say, good speed, patriots. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.